welcome to High Vibes. I am your host, Bill G, with co-host Nina G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth-dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now, for today's podcast. Welcome to Hi Vibes. I am your host, Bill G, and I'm here with Nina. And today we're going to be talking about living first density. So this is a pretty cool topic. This goes along with our time temple charts, uh, specifically the fourth chart, when we're talking about our ability to see our timeline or perceive what is going on with our own upgrade that's happening in our energetic vibrational experience and it's very heavily steeped in the law of one for those of you who don't know what the law of one is the law of one was uh, part of a download a form uh, through uh, don elkins james mccarty and carla ruckert back in 1981 we were first turned on to the law of one by uh, the work of David Wilcock. He writes extensively about it in the various books that we've read. And so uh, Nina took a look at the, uh, the law of one first, and uh, we found that it just fit very, very nicely with what we were trying to accomplish with the time temple charts. Yeah, the information is uh, a, a channeled work mm -hmm. and uh, it had a lot of really great specific information about a lot of questions I had about just what I see out in the world. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I, what I find really cool about the law of one too is it provides a very neatly packaged idea of existence um, because we have a tendency uh, to see the world in terms of this like linear timeline type of thing. But the work we were doing with the time temple charts was showing that uh, time doesn't work that way. It, it works more is a... Um, All in the moment. Yeah, yeah, that, that we only exist in these four second intervals. And so, well, if everything just works in four second intervals, where does, where does one fit in all of that? And uh, the raw contact uh, provided with some wonderful context with that because we actually exist in all seven or eight densities at the same time because time exists all at one, at one time. particular moment. So it's like, okay, well, um, now we have to figure out, well, where is my distortion? Where, what is preventing me from seeing what's in front of me so that way I can bring in those neutral events, synchronicities and uh, coincidences so I can learn better from that experience, right? Yeah. So uh, we're going to concentrate in this particular show about the first density uh, because we're going to be doing a sort of a mini series here going through each of the densities because we can actually spend hours and hours <laughs> talking about uh, the law of one. There are people out there who are law of one scholars who have studied this material 
a lot more detailed than we have. Uh, so we don't pretend to be like total experts here, but we've taken what we have perceived to be the most important aspects of the law of one in as far as it pertains to the time temple charts. And, um, you know, and now we're, you know, we're here sharing with you what our uh, thoughts and uh, our observations are about these particular densities. So uh, we're starting off here with the, the first density, which is the law of confusion or awareness. Uh, it's also been called the, um, the law of free will has also been thrown around as being part of the law of one first density. So, And it's the beginning. It is the very, very beginning, the beginning of life, the beginning of the planet. Uh, we can see it as the beginning of a project, of mm -hmm. a new life path, a uh, birth of a child. Right, right. And, and the reason why we call it the law of confusion is because for the being that is in that first density moment, it's terribly confusing. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. You're new. Everything around you has been there for a while or forever, and you have not been, or at least you don't remember. So everything that you're you're confused because it is absolutely new. And it, even in like a new job situation or whatever, you know, you don't know the the rules of the office. So you know, everything is a little bit confusing in the beginning, and you could extrapolate this out to many different examples in life. Right, right. And so when you are having like a first density moment, uh, just think of yourself as a, a newborn child or think of yourself as a rock or you're just you're just there experiencing things and everything is wondrous. Everything is different. Um, and all you're doing is watching mm -hmm. to get the lay of the land and then storing that information, recording that information around you so that you can use it later. Right. So how do, so time works in interesting ways when it comes to first density, because primarily we think when we think of first density, we think of like the big bang, you know, this or, or the moment of creation of the universe. And, and the only thing that was available at that time was rocks. Rocks, rocks, yeah, right, and more of stars. Well, stars, these, these, yeah. yeah, even before that, there were yeah. stars and and just energy, and then it coalesces and turns into stars, and then it coalesces, and you know, car, stars collapse, and then they form minerals, and then they form rocks, and then they form planets, and you know, there's no life here. So, the in a lot of ways, the time is plodding very slowly forward. You know, this, this process takes billions and billions because of years. Because there's no uh, consciousness in it, per se. Right. Uh, at least not one that we would recognize. Right. I mean, there is a consciousness, you know, there because it still has connection to the universal creator consciousness. Yes. But there's no I am consciousness. I'm watching time going by. I'm watching the sun. I'm watching the moon. Yes. Yeah. A rock isn't sitting there saying, I am a rock. The rock is sitting there saying, rock. <laughs> no, there's no I am in there. It's just rock. And a rock is perfectly content to be sitting in the bottom of a, of a waterfall for hundreds of years, slowly being eroded away and turned into sand, and which then turns into another rock. 
because it can burn through compression and all that stuff. And it takes billions and billions of years. And it's just so crazy when you think about the amount of time that goes by in that first density. And it's, and the thing is, it's, it's creation just getting started. It's just, it's that whole newness thing that that's just coming right in. And it's actually rather exciting when you think about it, but you also have to think it's also very, very boring being a rock, I would think. But then again, but rocks don't look at themselves they, as having emotions. So, so it's not very boring for no, a rock at all, is it? It is just existing it's just, in it's, a particular state. Yeah. And eventually that state is going to change because, again, time goes forward. It goes backwards. It, it forms new things, creates new life. And, you know, a, what was once two hydrogen atoms has now been fused together into a helium atom. And those, and those atoms fuse together and fuse together and form carbon and whatever. And then we have a, uh, then we have a rock. And then that rock floats through space for a little while and then becomes a planet. And, and it just happens very, very slowly over time. Why would we have problems in first density? You can think of first density as being the beginning of a new octave of densities. And if you're looking at it this way, then you have just finished an old octave of densities. And while existing within that old octave, maybe you brought some baggage with you because you keep reincarnating. So you may have brought some stuff with you and you have forgotten what it is that you experienced in the past. So not only are you absolutely confused about what's going on now because, wow, this is totally new. I don't recognize anything or anybody around me. So every octave contains roughly seven, seven levels, densities. seven densities. We have no idea how many densities there actually are or how many octaves there are how many octaves that came before or how many octaves are going to happen afterwards. Well, something that we are aware of, and we learned this from uh, Drumbala Mikhilzadek's work, is that once you graduate past the octave, then you're starting all over again. It's like, and, and no one really knows what goes on beyond that. So as a first density being, you have come from the previous octave of densities and now you're starting new in somewhere completely different which is very very confusing you don't recognize anything and as far as we understand especially from Dranvalo's work that going from one density to the next you there is some sort of continuity about your surroundings starting in that new density you wouldn't have any of that and it would be very very different right so, so when you're starting out as first density, you're not necessarily starting out from nothing. dust. Yeah, dust or nothing. You are, you, you may be coming into this universe or coming into an already established universe, but you just have no idea what's going on or who you are. And because of that, because you did come from somewhere else, you may have brought some stuff with you, whether it be baggage or some little bits of memories uh, that you can't quite make sense of because uh, as you go through that reincarnation process, you lose all of it. 
Right, right. It's a, it's a programmed amnesia that happens, especially in third density. And that's where you get what we would call and what the law of one calls a distortion. Right. So, and, and, the, and every um, density has its own set of distortions. Um, whether these distortions and they and the clue on the distortions is what law we're looking at here, like whether it's the law of confusion, law of also I've heard the law of one described as the law of chaos, mm-hmm. um, where things are constantly breaking down, and that creation is a lot harder in fourth in in first density because you're create because the um, the consciousness is such at such a low level that it, all it really does is erode and break apart until it eventually forms into something new but it takes a lot of time and a lot of compression a lot of heat and a lot of transformation to, for that to happen and the whole point of first density anyway is to record not to participate but just to watch and see and record much like crystals record anything that they're around mm-hmm. especially if you like you look at these uh we have a bunch of um generator crystals and we also have these uh crystals that are uh carved in the shape of skulls and you know they they have excellent recorders right they they have consciousness uh, but it's not the same kind of consciousness of a person it's it's not like you can have a conversation with a crystal they're simply recording but you can tap into that if you're very sensitive you can tap into that memory and so a crystal may have been sitting in a temple someplace for many many centuries and has recorded the everything emo- that everything, everything that's happened in that time um also, crystals can be can be home to uh, various entities who uh, like to watch and uh, record things as things are happening. So, an example of a first density problem would be someone who um, generally just doesn't notice or doesn't see what's happening around them. An example that we have from our own life here is when Nina was working as an acupuncturist at a chiropractor's office. Uh, she was working two days a week, seeing about 11 clients a day. And although the practice was working well on the outside, something was starting to kind of break down on the inside. Each time you'd go to the office, um, you'd experience greater and greater levels of anxiety and you would start to feel bad or you'd start getting dizzy and that sort of thing. And then finally, it just came, there was just a breaking point that happened where, you know, you just could not work anymore. And we had to t- go for a temporary leave of absence. And I which... had no idea why. I mean, I knew there were problems. I knew how I felt. I knew there were things I couldn't resolve. Right. But I thought, hey, you know, just uh, just keep going and you'll figure it out. Right. Right. And so what was actually happening, though, was that the circumstances surrounding the, legit, the longevity of the clinic we're starting to break down that. And I couldn't see it because it was happening with the owner. Right. Right. And so we find out after you went on your, uh, you know, your temporary leave of absence, you, you know, you took a sabbatical for about a month and then the owner comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I've got, I've got this person who wants to work full time and we can put you in this tiny little room, but unless you're going to work full time, I want to rent it out to her. Right. And from, you know, from a business perspective, it made total sense. 
Um, and I wasn't sure if I'd able, I'd be able to return. So I said, yeah, go ahead. Because I had gotten to that point in my brain where I, I really wanted to let it go too. Mm -hmm. And then the universe was showing me, they were saying, they were giving me an out. They're telling me, Nina, you know, this has been moving without your knowledge. And now it has moved into consciousness. And what are you going to do? You're going to continue to hold on to it? Or are you going to let it go and start the new? Right, right. Which is fast. It, it, it's fascinating, too. And I had a, um, you know, a similar experience as well uh, in my own career, where, you know, I was working as a, um, a, a contract uh, specialist, and the, the job was just getting more and more stressful every single day. And I couldn't understand why I was like, I'm doing a good job, or at least I think I'm doing a good job. But what was actually happening was that the universe was saying to me, no, there's a change here. There's something there's um, not only or am, was I changing to a new career or a new paradigm in terms of what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life, but also the work was changing to the point. And the organization was changing. The organization, yeah, the organization itself was changing. And so, you know, I'm asking the universe, okay, can you find a way here to help me um, find that, do this new career that I want to do uh, without kind of, without having to quit, you know? And then all of a sudden they tell me, oh no, we're, you're being laid off. And in fact, we're not just laying you off. We're eliminating your position altogether because we're restructuring the company where your job is no longer necessary. And I think a lot of us have uh, experienced that where, you know, we're plugging along and thinking, okay, our job, you know, my job's secure. I'm doing a good job and whatever. And, and not really even being aware that the company that you're working for is changing a transformation where the whole company is going to be doing something so radically different that you are no longer needed. And then you suddenly find yourself without a job and you're right that back at that beginning point again. You're like, well, what do I do? I spent my entire career learning how to do this job and I do this job better than anybody. And now I find out that it doesn't matter that this skill is no longer needed in the world. And now all of a sudden you are in utter confusion about what to do next. Exactly. And so what do we do in that situation when we're, you know, when we're doing time temple charts or we're doing dowsing or anything like that? Well, we, try and figure out, well, what is the universe turning to? What is your highest, most creative path? And we help steer you through time jumps, through all this other stuff, all these other tools that we have. So that way you have a better clue. We raise your awareness of where the tide is taking you. And when something like that comes up, especially with a job, or, or anything where you're feeling all of a sudden out of place where you are. It's a wonderful book out there uh, called Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. And a girlfriend of mine gave it to me a long time ago when um, the business I was working for was bought out and was being run by someone else who ran it very differently. Uh, and we were all being kind of morphed into something else. And maybe we didn't want to stay. Maybe we did for a while. Um, but eventually, you know, everyone 
there had actually moved on to other things, including myself. And everyone was so upset about the whole process, but that book really kind of showed us the nuts and bolts behind the universe moving around and rearranging the mouse maze uh, so that anyone reading it could really get a sense of, wow, that's not, that's not personal. Um, it's just what's happening behind the scenes and it is for my greatest good. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times in our lives have we been working for a company or even working for our own businesses and what it was when we first started isn't anything even close to what it actually turned into. And that's another example of that moving the cheese too. I mean, you can either get mad about it, you can say stubbornly hold on to the way things you've always done, or you can learn from it or adapt to it and, um, and move along with it. And, and that's that recording of what's going on around you. So if you can stop and just look very clearly without attaching any emotion to it or any guilt or any, oh, well, I have to do this for my family, or I need to do this, or I'm going to be a failure. Uh, just, just letting all that drop away just for a moment and saying, hey, this is moving and changing. And, you know, my attitudes are moving and changing too. So mm -hmm. how can I go with that flow rather than against it? Well, I hope you learned a little bit about uh, first density here and how it applies to uh, our work and also applies to your whole life. I mean, the the, the whole bottom line here is um, if you want to avoid first density problems where you're just stuck in your little rabbit hole just and, and not seeing what's going on around you is just increase your awareness be aware of how things are moving because I mean the world's moving and that's the whole purpose why we're doing doing the show in the first place and it's moving at faster rates than ever before um, if you think about technology in the 1990s as opposed to how it is now you can really see how everything is stepped up in its acceleration so things tend to move really fast and we need to move with them really fast we don't have the luxury of going slow anymore and, and being paced and, and and staying within our comfort zone right so i hope you've enjoyed it and uh we will see you next time where we'll be talking about second density and so that sound promises to be very exciting as well so thank you very much for listening and if you want to book a session with bill to find out about your first density problems and how you can get help to move through them quicker and easier with less pain and anxiety, go to vitalbioenergetics.com and click on book online and we'll be happy to see you. And if you're a new client, um, you can uh, just talk to me for 30 minutes for free. You can pick my brain, figure out whether or not this is going to work out for you. And then you can uh, schedule any time uh, on our online booker. All right. So thank you very much. And you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please visit our website at www vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.